Welcome to The Grit. I'm Digit Murphy. We're here for another episode. For those of you first tuning in, on The Grit, we discuss topics and issues related to women's sports with guests who are just incredible women. They're incredible women's sports heroes for everyone to marvel at. I'm Digit Murphy. I'm a women's advocate and longtime NCAA ice hockey coach at Brown University. Our first guest here, our only guest here, is Jenny Harse. Uh, Jenny Harse is the goaltender for the global team in the Aurora Games. She actually will be playing against me. I'll be coaching the North American team. But uh, Jenny Harse is a goalie, and uh, she's a two-time Olympian for Team Germany. And she she's played for the national team since 2005. So she's been there for a long time. Her collegiate career, she played for one of my buddies, Shannon Miller at University of Minnesota Duluth from the years 20, 2009. Yeah, that's an interesting way of saying it though. 2009 to 2012. <laughs> and during her career with Minnesota, she set rookie records. She set national game records, which culminated in the 2010 victory. They won the NCAAs in 2010. Uh, And she's also led all goalies in minutes played in the championship game of the Frozen Four again, which they won. And they went to the White House this time. We'll talk about that later. But uh, Jenny Harsh, she's a true competitor. Jenny, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. We're pumped. Welcome to the grit. (laughs) Are you gritty? Do you get dirty when you play goalie, Jenny? Well, for sure. That's what you need. (laughs) That's right, right? You need to work hard. I mean, I don't even know how you guys put the equipment on. You know, that in and of itself is a gritty task. (laughs) Well, it sure takes some time to put the equipment on, but, you know, it gets faster and faster. So by now, I don't even know how long it takes. Yeah. And then and then you wear those like, you know, we got a lot of listeners that don't uh, even know like how how many pads there are on how how much weight is added to the pads? Did you ever have you ever uh, thought about that? I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but whenever we travel and we fly, I usually travel with two bags, and um, I mean, one bag weighs like fifty pounds. Obviously, I also have a lot of other stuff in my bag, but. I would say the hockey equipment for sure weighs around 50 pounds. Unreal. And and what do you weigh, like 120 pounds? Like, you know, you see these kids and they're soaking wet. You guys are like bean poles, right? It's crazy. I don't even know how you, you, you can carry that equipment on you. I mean, I'm not 100% sure how many pounds it is, but I weigh like 64 kilograms, which I believe is like around 140. Yeah. And you probably add about probably 20 pounds for, for us with the equipment. So anyways, it's uh, it's quite a lot of gear to lug around on skates to stop pucks going 60, 70 miles an hour. So, you know, in and of itself, just being a goaltender, Jenny, never mind being an Olympian, you're a rock star. So thanks again for joining us. Well, I'm very excited to be on. Cool. So um, you you uh, grew up, let's let's go right to your story, okay? Um, you grew up in Fusen, Germany. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about the conversation that evolved, not only being a hockey player, but also you wanted to be a goalie. Like, what did it, what did it go like when you were talking to your parents or whoever got you into the sport? Yeah, so I, 
I was born and raised in Germany and well, I come from like a pretty athletic family, I would say. So when I grew up, I was playing tennis, I was playing soccer, hockey. I pretty much, I just tried it all. So I started just learning to skate and then I liked it and then I just moved forward. So I wanted to play hockey. So at the beginning, I was just like everybody was play was like a player, but then um we need a goalie. So everybody on the team got to try goalie. And yeah, unfortunately, I liked it a lot. <laughs> so at the beginning, um, I was doing both. I was playing as a forward, but then also as a goalie and I switched back and forth. But then at some point, I just had to make a decision. And I told my parents, yeah, I want to be a goalie. It's just so much more fun. I didn't really like the stick handling and the skating. I just wanted to be in my crease and <laughs> jump around and stop pucks wow. um well my parents they just support me wherever they could and they were like well if you want to do that that's fine I mean they didn't like the fact because obviously being a hockey goalie it can get pretty expensive <laughs> but oh well so tell me <laughs> they knew I wanted to do it so so uh did you have brothers that played like when you say everyone was playing you know I mean I think a lot of listeners here you know, don't understand the culture and the hockey culture in Germany. Like, what what was that like? Yeah, so I have an older brother and he was playing hockey too. So I always kind of wanted to do what he was doing. Um, and my dad, he used to play hockey too. And then growing up, he was coaching. Um, sometimes he even was my coach. And... I mean, hockey is not like the biggest sport in Germany because um, soccer is for sure the number one sport here. But um, the town I come from, it's called Füssen. It's like in Bavaria, South Germany. Um, I think Füssen is pretty well known for like a ice hockey city. It has like a lot of tradition. A lot of hockey players from Germany come from Füssen. So I think that's why I started. And then, yeah, I continued playing because it was so much fun. Awesome. And then you said your dad was a coach. Was he like um, a high profile coach? Like, uh, did he wanted you, did he want you to play? Did he encourage you, discourage you? How'd that conversation go? Well, he mainly was coaching like youth hockey. When he was playing, he played in like the higher leagues in Germany, but then for coaching only like coaching kids or teenagers um well no yeah he was always like a lot of support because he knew a lot about hockey and he could help me out um most of the time so my brother he's two years older than me so most of the times he was coaching my brother but still sometimes I I skated with the older guys but yeah no he was for sure very helpful and again, this is, did you play boys or girls hockey? Because, you know, here in the States and in Canada, where a lot of people would be listening to this, um, it's just natural that girls play with girls for the most part, unless they play in remote areas. Were you playing with all boys or all girls or what did the demographic of the of the games look like? Yeah, so in Germany, we don't have girls hockey here. So we only have a women's league. Um, we have two women's leagues right now. 
But growing up, everybody is playing playing with the boys because, like I said, we don't have any girls teams. So obviously that um, was quite often um, a challenge. Um, like when we started and we were really young, it didn't really matter. But then getting older and then the boys, obviously they always have an advantage like because they're stronger and everything. Right. So it was getting harder. But yeah, that's when you have to show a lot of grit and not have them bully you or um, have them score on you. Like you just have to stick up to yourself and compete as good as possible. That's a great point, you know, because I'm sure that, you know, we're going to have people listening in here and talking about that factor of playing with boys or, you know, being bullied. Like, what was the reception? You know, because you're talking all boy, you're playing with all boys um, and then you play alongside, you know, men in men's leagues. What did they did they bully you? Did they protect you? Talk a little bit about that. Well, I would say there's a little bit of everything. So. Um, growing up, sometimes when we play against the boys team, the boys, like, they were like, oh my God, there's a girl in that. What is she doing here? And they were kind of chirping me. So, but then when the game started and I was actually stopping their pucks, they got really frustrated. Um, and they hated it that they couldn't score on a girl. So there's the one side, but then there's also the other side when the boys are like super nice and they're like, oh, can we even shoot that hard on you? And I'm like, well, yeah, please. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny. Like sometimes, so I've played with the boys like my entire life, except when I play for the national team or when I played in college in the States. But now I'm playing on a men's team. And I mean, by now, a lot of people know that there's a girl in that, but it's still sometimes funny, like the way they look at me or the comments they make. It's it's yeah, very entertaining. Sometimes I'm just laughing about it. Like when I make a good save, they come up to me and like, oh, my God. Wow. But then. <laughs> also sometimes like dumb comments like I don't know go play in the girls league or women's league yeah. um and you're but so I think good and you're so good right and you're being them they're like go play in the girls league then we can score no <laughs> I know that's what I always tell them it's like yeah. I mean <laughs> do and what you gotta do I don't want you to run me over or be unfair just play normal that's right. all I want Oh, wow. I mean, uh, you're you're definitely a hero for, you know, lots of women that, you know, I think goalie in particular um, is, a, is a position that, you know, they ultimately sometimes, well, not ultimately, but sometimes they stick a woman or a girl in the net because at least they can put her there. But I wanted to ask you a question. I've always, you know, while we're on the topic, do you think that I know Manon Rayon was the first woman um, to play goalie for the Tampa Bay Lightning back in the early 2000s? I don't know if you knew that or in the late 90s. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you, do you think that at some point there's going to be this like massive because I really think you have to be really big if you're going to play. I think the women could cross over at that point in time as a goalie. I mean, I, I'm pretty convinced that you're not going to cross over as a forward or a D because it's just the game is too big. But what do you think about goalie as a pro? And, and it's it's really hard because obviously there's so many great goalies out there. But I feel like there is a point. Um, 
like often the women's goalies, they're like their technique is great, they're great athletes and everything. But if a man is a great athlete and has great technique, I just feel like he's most likely going to be better. Yeah. Just I mean, all the goalies in in the NHL, they're huge. Right. I don't even know if girls can be that tall sometimes. Right. Um, even if you're a guy and you want to play in the NHL and you're smaller, you don't really have a chance because they're all so big and tall by now. They're like they 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 have the whole package. They're tall. They're fast. They're flexible. Um, they're strong. So I don't know. I just feel like for a girl, she would have to be so extraordinary good and everything um to beat a guy like that yeah it's yeah and i i agree i mean at some point it's uh just nature right you're you're just uh your attributes take over because you're male but you know that just brought me to another topic that i've always struggled with with which is you know you just said you almost have to be and i think i heard you say almost like a freak of nature if you're gonna you know uh, and I don't mean freak in a bad word, but just an anomaly, like something that, you know, you never, never see. And then you have that woman on the track. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but there's a woman on, uh, in one of the track organizations. And, uh, you know, I don't know my facts here, but I'm, again, we're just kind of talking here, um, that got, uh, disqualified from being with women because she didn't have a certain, uh, you know, she had too much testosterone or something, but she genetically was a female and they disqualified her. I mean, I don't know if you remember that case. Have you, have you heard about that? Yeah, I heard like, about that. You know, yeah. like seriously, like even when we are this, you know, very, you know, talented, gifted athlete, they take opportunity, they meaning, you know, the NGBs, the, the organizations, uh, national governing bodies or whoever's in charge take away opportunities. Like, what do, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I feel like sometimes they don't necessarily want girls in the league or um, they they just kind of want their own with just men. But yeah, I mean, in that case, um, it seemed a little unfair because, yeah, I, I think yeah, they I proved that she was a woman. So then it's <laughs> like, yeah, then she should they should let her compete with uh, with other women. Right. And then, you know, I, I, uh, the name escaped me, but I think her name is Castor Semenya or something like that. And uh, she she literally actually got qual disqualified from being in the Olympics. So, I mean, I don't know. I, for me, I think the, the most thing that I mean, I think that would have been the best thing for women's sports, because now it's a conversation. We're creating more media around women's sports, you know, but instead they're like, nope, you can't play anymore. So it's just, it's crazy. But yeah, it's a little unfair, but well, welcome to women's sports. Right? Can do um, but again, that's why we're plugging the Aurora games, which is this uh, five sport uh, adventure that we're going to be on in Albany. Uh, we've got basketball there. We've got hockey We've got figure skating, we've got tennis, and I believe gymnastics. So, you know, we have those five sports that are going to descend onto Albany, New York, and you're going to be the goaltender for the global team because it's going to be Team North America, which is comprised of Team USA players and Team Canada versus the world, and you're the world goalie. So uh, how's that going to feel for you, playing against uh, North Team North America, Jenny? 
Well, I'm really excited and I'm really looking forward to it because obviously I've never participated in an event like that just for women. Um, I think it's really great. And, you know, every time we play against Canada or the U.S. with a national team, it's always, I mean, it's great. I mean, we know we're the underdog, but it's still like we want to play against them and try our best at least um, have the cl uh, the game as close as possible. So now playing against um, Team America, it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be exciting. A lot of great players on both teams. So should be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah and, you know, I think what will be cool for you is, and, you know, Again, when people look at women's hockey, you know, they see Team USA and Team Canada always in the finals, but they forget, you know, and, and then Team Finland, you know, getting in there with this year, which was incredible. And they should have actually won the gold. I don't get me going about that, that <laughs> referee call. But, um, you know, I, I think when you start to think about women's hockey, it's still evolving, right? Because, you know, we've only been really going hard at it since the late 90s and early 2000s, developing the top level players. So, you know, Germany as a country still doesn't have, you said it yourself, there's not that many girls teams. So without that base, there's no growth opportunity. So when you go out and play for Team Germany, you kind of know that, well, we've got one good line, we've got a grinder line, but Team USA and Team Canada have four lines and, you know, three sets of D. So now on Team Globe, the global team, you know, now you got a mix, you know, you got some Finns on your team, you know, you've got some, uh, you know, Chinese uh, North Americans on your team, you know, you've got some Swedes. So it's hopefully some checks. Hopefully it's going to be like a little mini all-star game. And, you know, you'll have lots of, uh, you know, good firepower in front of you. Right. I know. That's very exciting. Um, I mean, I would say ice hockey in Germany has developed a lot over the last few years, but we're still catching up to the top nations. Um, I mean, we're getting better every year, but it's just it, it takes time and we don't have the resources like the other teams But um, no, having all the top players from all the countries around the world, it's going to be super exciting. You know, you always play against them, but you never get to know them really. So I'm also looking forward to meeting them in person and being on the same team. I'm sure I'll, I'll learn a lot from that. And yeah. yeah, no, should be good. I hope we can do more of these. You know, hopefully this is the first of many. Um, you know, we're, we're, t we're talking about doing potentially some United Women's Sports events outside the Aurora Games. The Aurora Games only comes together um, once every two years. So it's a festival. So, you know, stay tuned for that. But, you know, getting back to the world stage, you know, at the, at the Olympics, you know, last one you played in was Sochi. Um, you know, what was it like uh, competing at that international level? Because we talk a lot about, and I mean, in terms of like media coverage, like the way people accepted you. Um, what what did it feel like when you in, when you were in Sochi around the media coverage? Like, was it ups? Was it, did a lot of people like want to interview you? Like, how exciting was that? Or did you feel like it, you know, wasn't that great? No, it was awesome. Um, <laughs> when we have games in Germany, just like normal national team games, it's not a whole lot of people come or we don't have any TV coverage. So when we play in the Olympics, that's pretty much the only time when people are watching, when it's on TV, our family and friends back home can watch us. Um, 
Well, being in the Olympic Village, um, you do have more media requests than you would normally do. So that's great. And just the fact that all the athletes from around the world and um, other sports are there, you're having dinner or lunch with them in like the dining hall. Um, you get to watch other people or other sports that you usually don't go to. I mean, it, it's it's great. It's the best. I mean, that's why <laughs> every athlete is dreaming about going to the Olympics. Yeah, it's, you know, and it's kind of um, the, the question that I always ask is, you know, why is it only every four years, right? Like, like, how does, how do we scale this now? How do we take this to have more fan and audience participation, um, you know, for women's sports? Do you, you know, have you ever thought about that? I mean, it would be great if the Olympics would happen every year, but I feel like then it also wouldn't be as special anymore. That's why the four-year rhythm um makes it so great because you know you only get a chance every four years to participate and over like a, a career you know you only have the option to be part of it a few times um i mean it would be very great if women's hockey or also hockey in germany in general um would get more attention um sometimes i feel like um when people talk about it more like or the newspapers or interviews people are interested it's just like they don't know often in germany i often get asked oh you play hockey is there is there a women's team in germany and i'm like uh yeah there's a national team right um but they just don't know and they're like oh i wish we could watch it on tv more often but unfortunately we're not there yet yeah and you know i think it's because you know, it's that whole chicken and egg thing, right? You're watching soccer now go through it. You know, people want to watch them. They want to watch them more. But again, it's just in the world championships. It's just in the Olympics, you know, and it's, it's, do you, and again, I, I say it every, every show, every time I talk to people, when a tree falls in the woods and no one hears it, does it really make a sound, right? And, and if you're not talking about it, if you don't have opportunity to watch it, how can people care about it? And I believe that there's some systemic issues here in how we implement men's sports that we, we keep the same bar for women's sports. For example, well, you know, we can't sponsor you, you know, unless you have a million eyeballs on you every game. Well, guess what? If you don't invest in the game up front, how do you get a million eyeballs? So, you know, I, I think that Whereas, you know, you make the point that, yeah, you know, it's great. It's special every four years, you know, well, the devil's advocate in me says, why do we have to make it special every four years? Why isn't it uh, a regular occurrence that we're using our athletes as leaders, heroes, role models for young girls and women? Um, I personally think, and I want to, I want to ask you this question. I want to talk about the impact that title nine has had in the U S and now I think it's bled over to Canada. Um, how, if you had Title IX in, in, in Germany, and I'm assuming you already know what it is. If you don't, you can tell me. If you had Title IX, yeah, if you had Title IX, do you think it would be a different conversation? For sure. Um, that's why I thought it was so great to play in college because they didn't make a difference between women and men. Like, 
college hockey in the U.S. It's so professional for for women. It's great. Um, I mean, I only played in college for three years because I only got eligible for three years. But I would go back anytime, and I would love to play in college again. But yeah, well, you know, earlier this year we had the World Championship in Finland, and um. The German Ice Hockey Federation, they were discussing, oh, should we get the license for the live stream? Is it going to be worth it? Um, but thank God they decided, yeah, it's worth it. So they bought the license. So um, people in Germany, they could stream our games. And we got feedback from so many people. Um, and so many people were watching just because it was available. And they were like, well, it's great that we could watch the World Championship. Would be nice if we could watch more games during the season. Um, and I mean, that just showed us, like, we were impressed by, like, how many people were actually watching and messaged us on social media and everything. Yeah, I mean, I 1,000% agree, and especially Germany. Like, you guys are one of the richest countries in the world, right? I mean, there's no reason why some of these people can't sponsor you guys and really make you guys the sport in Germany, right? Because like you say, Germany is a hockey country. Well, it's not really a hockey country, but at least it's a hockey. You have one hockey town in it or, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, any woman athlete leader and role model in the world is better than having none. And you guys are good. And, and the fact that you, here's what I don't. Here's here's why I think hockey should be one of the main sports that people should put at the top of the list. You got to skate on this micro blade. You have to have equipment on. You're on a hard surface. You have all this crazy equipment, and you're tracing around a little black disc. I mean, I don't think people really understand how hard it is to play this sport. Anyone that can actually play it, to me, should get a medal. What do you think about that? Well, I totally agree. <laughs> it's definitely like a hard sport, but also like very like versatile. Like you have to be in like good conditioning shape. You have to be strong. You need to have like good coordination, like balance. Like then goalies need to be flexible. They need to have good high eye hand coordination. There are like so many little things that build the ice hockey athlete. It's not like just running or just like one thing. Like you need to have um, a little bit of everything. And yeah. that's why I also like hockey so much because like, training um off the ice it's it's not just the one thing it's it's many different things and that's what makes it interesting and also on the ice it's um it's not just yeah for me it's just just stopping pucks but um it's from so many different situations and you never know what's going to happen because there are so many different game scenarios and yeah i think that's why hockey is so much fun yeah. So let's, let's transition over to some of the things you just talked about, which were, you know, all the, the things that you learn playing ice hockey, balance, dexterity, hand eye, um, you know, sports in general teach, teach those kind of physical lessons as well as mental lessons, right? You know, you talk about our podcast, it's called the grit. It's about, about falling down and getting up. It's about scraping your knees. Sometimes it's about not always winning. What do you do when you lose? So, you know, can you, can you talk a little bit about a situation that you were in 
at one point in time where, you know, you fell down or didn't get picked for a team that you can share with our audience that, you know, maybe some people can, can take your wisdom because you are a top level Olympic athlete? Well, I think the mental part is for sure another big part in sports in general. But then also when it comes to goaltending, I think as a goalie, you need to be mentally strong, very strong. Because it's it's always kind of like if your forward makes a mistake, oh, the defender is there. If the defender makes a mistake, the goalie is there. But if the goalie makes a mistake, nobody is there. So it's kind of like the whole team like always relies on you. And you, you have to be really strong and kind of be the, what do you call it, the, the backbone of the team. And... Yeah, I mean, I think throughout my career, there were many like situations when I wanted to quit or it was not going my way. Um, actually, just one year ago, I probably had the biggest injury of my career. I've torn my ACL, my MCL. And when that happened, like one, I've never been in so much pain <laughs> to, um, well, I was down for a long time and you know, then you get surgery, which is also not fun at all. And then you start walking again. And it's it's all like it's a very, very slow um, process. And um, I guess most athletes, they're not very patient. But but that's exactly then when when one, you have to believe, but also you have to be gritty enough like to want it to want to come back. And I think like that time actually like taught me a lot and also showed me like pretty much everything is possible if you want it and if you believe in it and um of course there were many setbacks because I couldn't train the way I wanted to um I got super frustrated I couldn't push as hard as I wanted to because my knee was saying no um and I think well every athlete um experiences it, at some point, um, like injuries, it's just part um, of being an athlete. Uh, and often I think like bad injuries end your career unless you really want to come back and, um, and prove to yourself or also to others that, um, yeah, that it's important to you and that you want to play hockey again. Yeah. And, you know, it's not even, you know, when you think about it, sometimes it can transition to other areas of life, right? So, you know, you, you interviewed for a job and you didn't get it, or, you know, you didn't get into the school of your choice. Um, you know, the, it relates to that. So, you know, are there any other life lessons besides for the athletic piece that you can think of that, that you didn't get something you wanted? Hmm. No, you get everything. <laughs> you're an Olympian. You're a winner. No, no, no. <laughs> No, 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 for sure. Um, I think it was um, 2011, I believe. Um, I mean, I've participated in a few, I've participated in one Olympics 2006, and then also a bunch of world championships after. But then I also had injuries, and just the season wasn't going that well. And then we had tryouts for the um, 2011 World Championship, and I got cut. And, uh, yeah, that was very frustrating too. And that was also a point where I was like, well, I don't know if it's worth it playing hockey yeah. anymore. Like, because I was yeah. so devastated that I got caught. Um, actually my team was like in, in the division two at that point. 
So um, they won and then got promoted to the top division again. And it was like, I mean, I was so happy for my teammates, but I was also so sad that I couldn't be part of it. And yeah, yeah I, I never wanted that to happen again, that I get cut. And luckily, since then, it hasn't happened. But yeah, but it's, you it's, had to do something. You did something, right? Because here's the thing, right? I'm, I'm hearing you, right? And you're like, oh, it was so awful. And you're such a great teammate. You're like, but I was really happy for my teammate. But it really was terrible inside and you're probably embarrassed that you didn't make it and I should have tried harder. Like, what did you tell yourself? Because, you know, it's like anything, like you're probably crying for like, you know, a week or something, or maybe you didn't cry. I mean, a lot of girls cry, a lot of boys cry, you know, but no, at the end I think day, I was crying too. <laughs> like what, what were you telling yourself every day? Were you, did you make a chart? Like, was there any little tips that you did that made yourself dig deep and, and just really, you know, grind it out? I mean, yeah, like I said, I was for sure crying and I was really devastated. And luckily, the world championship is always like end of the season. So I knew, okay, now it was summer break. But when I got cut, I like a few days or maybe it was weeks later, I knew I was like, okay, I'm for sure going to come back and show my coach that it was a big mistake to cut me. <laughs> and next year, um, like 2012, I'm going to be on the team again. So... I mean, I set that as a goal and it worked out. So that felt really good. Um, but I, I knew I was like, well, okay, I'm going to show him every day that next time he can't cut me, like he has to nominate me again. Okay, we're going to transition now. Um, after you graduated from college, you played in the men's leagues, right? And uh, can you talk a little bit about what that that was like to go from what you, you described as almost like pro women's hockey at the NCAA level, playing for Shannon Miller at the UMD Bulldogs. Now you went to the men's, like, you know, what was that like? It was definitely like a hard transition because everything was so professional in college. And then um, in Germany, I went back to playing in the fourth league, but also in the third league. And yes, it's like, it's, it's like a really good level and everything, but most of my teammates, the men, they all have like a normal job. There are some professional players, but it's not a professional league. The second and first league in Germany are professional leagues, but third and fourth league, they uh, most of the guys have normal jobs. So, I mean, yeah. I knew what was waiting for me, but it was still different. Also making the tra transition from like going to college every day and then not being in college anymore. Um, but it's, it's a little bit of different hockey, like when you compare men's and women's hockey. So yeah. it was definitely hard. But for me, like playing on a men's team as a goalie, it's still like really, really good. Good. So, you know, as, you, as you're thinking about that, you know, the dream would have been, right, to get from – Women's hockey, pro level, you already mentioned it, NCAA uh, in the U.S. to transition into pro women's hockey in Germany, right? And what would, you know, we, we talk about it having media coverage as being a way to get there, right? Um, and hopefully in the future, we'll get there. And recently in the, uh, in the news here, and I'm sure you saw it in, in Germany, uh, Megan Rampone 
really is trying to be an outspoken advocate of more media coverage. What's your thought on that? You know, like getting, bringing our, our coverage or, you know, what we do to the next level. I mean, I feel like marketing is definitely a huge part of that. Just um, educating and informing people. Yes, there is women's sports and yes, it's good to watch. Because now I feel like people are like, they one, they don't know about it. Or two, yeah, they don't know where to watch it. It's just like people don't have the information and that's why yeah they're stuck with the if for example in germany with soccer because everybody knows soccer has been there forever so let's just stick to soccer but no there are also other sports that are like a lot of fun to watch and you know quite frankly a lot to use as role models and leaders and heroes because that's really i believe why sports was invented you know it wasn't just to watch a game and make millions of dollars. It was actually invented so that people could learn and and have life, life lessons and have fun and it was more recreational. And now as we've transitioned into countries that kind of celebrate athletics, we're only celebrating our male heroes and it's really slow on the uptake to have female heroes in sports. So, you know, I can't thank you enough for being on this show and being one of those heroes, leaders, and role models for young women. So, so Jenny, we're going to wrap this up, but are there any projects that you'd like to share with us and where can listeners find you um, on Instagram and Twitter? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm on Instagram. I don't, I'm on Twitter and I'm on Facebook. My name is Jenny Harz, um, spelled with a Y at the end. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. And I mean, yeah, to all the young girls out there, just be confident. Don't be shy. And if you want to play hockey or any other sport, go for it and do it. And you can do it if you really want to. Well, great. That's awesome. Uh, and as she just said, it's at Jenny Harse, J-E-N-N-Y-H-A-R-S-S on Twitter and on Insta. Uh, I'm Digit Murphy, and I will be coaching in the Aurora Games, actually against Jenny Hars on the North American team at the Aurora Games. Tickets are on sale now at auroragamesfestival.com backslash tickets. Enter promo code hockey at checkout for 15% off. I'm Digit Murphy, and we're going to put another episode of The Grit in the Can right now. Remember, go out. Be great and be gritty. Over and out. See you next time.